When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like, it's a huge thing emotionally to go through and physically, mm. as I found out afterwards. I would much prefer to be told, OK, this is what's after happening, X, Y and Z, now is what's going to follow. And I think when you can emotionally prepare yourself for that, I don't think it's going to hit you as hard as I think it did hit me that night. Welcome to Grief Encounters with me, Sasha Hamrog. And I'm Venetia Quick. We're a weekly podcast that looks at an issue that affects us all and yet remains so difficult to talk about. We'll be chatting to guests from all walks of life on the subject of death and all that comes with it. Our main aim is to motivate, comfort and create a modern space for people to share their own experiences. Could you think of someone that could benefit in listening? Tell them about Grief Encounters out every single Tuesday. So, Venetia, we've wanted to do this episode for a really long time. In fact, I think from day one, when yeah. we um, started this podcast, we said we really wanted miscarriage to be something that we talked about because it is just not talked about enough. It's not. And it's something I think it's one in four women it happens to. And when I say women, it's not just women. And that's something we discuss now in this podcast. And we were joined by the incredibly brave Jess O'Neill mm. from the My Moo and Rue blog. You guys might follow her on Instagram. She, not very long ago, lost a baby to miscarriage. And um, she's been very vocal about that experience and about, I think the one thing that we, we talked about that's so important is women are almost trained to hide that they're pregnant in case they lose a baby. Yeah, it's like the 12 week thing. Yeah. And then it was like, I always remember when I was pregnant, it's like, I'll just wait like two more weeks just in case, just in case. which is ridiculous yeah. because you're going to probably take, need to take time off work. You're going to be feeling really low. Yeah. You're going to end up telling people. Exactly. Anyway, so it's sort of that sort of weird thing, 12 week thing. And you know what, it made me wonder, who are we protecting in that? Are we protecting everyone else or are we protecting ourselves? Because if we protect everyone else by not telling them, then they don't have to deal with it, maybe. Mm. I know a lot of people feel like it helped them keep it private and helped them kind of handle the emotions maybe privately on their own. So yeah. I know it can it can be... Well, know. I think that's the thing that people don't want to be... Like, if you go through that, yeah. then it's sort of like then everybody wanting to talk about it all the okay. time. But then it's another form of grief. And exactly. as we've talked about it all along is when the best things... When you know somebody is grieving or you're grieving is talking and listening yeah. seem to be the two things. So why is it with miscarriage we don't talk about it? And that's the thing. I mean, I think one of the things that Jess spoke about as well that we don't talk about is that there's guilt. Did I do something wrong? Was it mm. that Was it that day I picked up one of the other kids and they were and they're heavy? heavy. Was it yeah. when she was just, you know, you're just being a mom and you're just doing what you have to do? I think as moms, you and I both Feel, felt really strongly about having this conversation. I think we're probably going to have this conversation more throughout mm. the throughout the podcast. And we were very lucky to have Jess. Yeah, I think her her bravery and her honesty is going to help a lot of people. Jess O'Neill is a writer and mother from Carlo who has been documenting her family's life on her blog My Moo and Rue since 2017. 
Last month, she opened up about a recent miscarriage and she hopes to break the stigma surrounding it in Ireland. Jess, I've been following you for, for quite some time as a, as a fellow mom of a young child. Um, and obviously, it's, it's a really devastating thing that's happened um, in your life. Can you talk to us a little bit about your life sort of before this pregnancy and where you guys were at and deciding to have another child? Thanks for having me, first of, of all. Um, back in 2015, we decided we were going to start a family and we knew we wanted them kind of slap bang one after another. Um, so we were very lucky. Um, Max, I think we were only trying maybe five months and same again then with Robin. So kind of she was hitting the year and a half mark. We said, OK, I think it's time. And then we got pregnant just before Christmas. We were absolutely over the moon. And um, again, it just never entered our mind that this is even a possibility. Um, both previous pregnancies had been grand, you know, no problems, no bleeding, no nothing. Um, so when it all kind of started to unfold, then in February, I knew kind of instantly that mm. something just wasn't right. Um, I think you kind of have that mother's gut feeling as well. You're kind of there's just something wrong here. Mm. So, yeah, kind of all started then in February. It's, it was obviously like your third pregnancy. Yeah. You'd had to, as you said, mm. that were you know, very straightforward, yeah. no questions asked. Had you begun to tell people or was it still sort of, yeah, you know, so we're still keeping it under wraps? Yeah, so both myself and Matt, we just, we love to talk. <laughs> um, and I guess both pregnancies, we shared our news quite early mm. too. Um, so I think between maybe six to nine weeks on both previous pregnancies. And then, of course, with Instagram as well, you kind of feel that you're lying or just pulling the wool over people's eyes as well. So we just said here, look, our family know everybody that we personally know. know. Um, so we just, just decided to share our news. I think it was around the seven week mark. Um, but that was very usual. You know, it was very normal yeah. for us. I think this is such an important point that Venetia just raised because we've kind of been trained not to tell anybody you're pregnant mm. till a certain point because if something goes wrong, you don't want people to know. Mm. It's, it's almost like very you're trying to protect other people yeah. from mm. what you're going through personally. But then if you, go, if you are going through that yeah. terrible time in your life, you're doing it alone because nobody knew. Um, and that seems like a very mm. strange place to be. But it is, it is that sort of like, don't tell anyone yet. And then sort Just of if you case. have had yeah. a pregnancy that hasn't gone through, then you're extra careful. So you might wait the extra two weeks mm. just to make extra sure. Exactly. And when you think I, it came up on, um, I think it was Alex Jones from the one show came out during the week yeah. and said how she had lost, found out an hour before she went on air um, that she'd suffered a miscarriage. And it sort of was almost like because she was keeping it as well, mm. a secret from obviously because she's in the public yeah. eye. But just from that, that thing about, oh, it all being OK or it mm. being safe. Kind of so that never yeah. crossed your mind at all that no, that would be. Again, we were always of, I suppose, the mind frame that if something were to happen, then that's fine. So there's no shame in anything happening, having a miscarriage. And again, as you said, like you're going through it alone. Mm. So would you not prefer to share your news, I guess, early? Everybody knows. And then it's not the, well, I was pregnant and then I had a miscarriage mm. rather than, well, I've just suffered a miscarriage. Yeah. Do you know? And you're all about female empowerment. Like yeah. it's such an important yeah. part of what you do. And do you think in some ways it's sort of a way to kind of control how women of course I think initially maybe when you say you have a miscarriage everybody is automatically oh what do I say to this mm. how do you respond it's such a just an undiscovered area um, so yeah I definitely think there's just a cloak mm. of mystery over it mm. did you find that 
because you had announced it early and then obviously very sadly it didn't go the way you yeah. hoped or planned for it to go did you find then you got huge support because people knew and then people knew it hadn't gone that way yeah. or did you find almost because everyone did know and now it wasn't happening did you find that intrusive or did you find it supportive um no, I have to say I found it incredibly supportive and reassuring. There were so many women reached out and shared their stories with me. It was just, it was mind-blowing. It was quite overwhelming at certain points mm. that these vulnerable women were coming to you and laying it all out for you. Um, but it was incredibly nice to hear those stories and to know you're not on your own, you know. And for such a large issue, it's just so, mm. what like, unspoken about the other no. thing I, I know that you talked about was that when you went to the hospital, that no one really told you no. what was going to happen. No. And I I really felt for you in that yeah. because when you go home and you are totally unexpected, much like with the first time you have a child and you really, even though you go through classes yeah. and stuff until you're actually in it, you don't really know what's going to happen. But I find it really strange that the medical professionals aren't telling you, okay, this might happen, this might happen. Yeah. So that, that wasn't the case. Um, we were both quite angry, I have to say. It's really, really difficult to navigate when you're kind of on the back foot anyway. So when you're coming into something, you're trying to deal with it and wrap your head around it anyway. Like, it's a huge thing emotionally to go through and mm. physically, as I found out afterwards. But I suppose when you're not kind of told up front, and I get it's such a difficult thing to speak about, but, you know, we're not weak people. We can handle it. I think women, well, I would much prefer to be told, okay, this is what's after happening. X, Y and Z now is what's going to follow. And I think when you can emotionally prepare yourself for that, I don't think it's going to hit you as hard mm. as I think it did hit me that night. We've talked a good bit about language yeah. and how people talk to you mm. when something happens or when your grief starts and that you are grieving and yeah. started grieving for this baby. Did you get the at least you've got yeah Max got and Robin well you can try again you've two healthy ones did yeah. you get a lot of that was that a standard sort of yeah. response it's a standard thing I yeah. think people say and I'm not sure if it's just because they don't know what else to say mm. um, but yeah there was definitely oh at least you have the two kids to kind of drag you through it and you know of course that is true but you wanted this baby too but that's not what you wanted yeah. here and that doesn't make the loss of yeah. this baby any easier mm. But yeah, and then the, uh, I'm sure you can start trying for your rainbow baby, it's mm. what it's called, and kind of sitting there going, well, we're not even there yet. Like, mm. you know, you kind of, for us personally, we haven't even started to get over this mountain. So to even start thinking about another child, and then I think from Matt's perspective as well, he definitely feels like, oh, you're trying to just fill a void or... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he definitely feels just trying to fill a void or replace one with the other, mm. I think. What would you say to those people who know somebody who's in your situation, mm. what would you say to them is the correct, not the correct wording, but how would you like to have been spoken to? What would you like people to have said to you? Because Again, I think people don't know what to people say. People don't know. And I think everybody is so different in their own individual circumstances. There's probably not a right thing to say mm. as such. My only thing would be don't ignore it. Address the, the mm. situation, you know, um, God, women can feel so lonely on this journey. And I think when you're sitting there feeling awkward, not wanting to broach the subject, it just 
makes them even more isolated in the whole thing so that would be my only bit of advice would be just say it mm. you know there's no shame in it she's not going to hate that you've said it mm. she might love that you've said it and given her an opportunity to speak about it and just listen that's it that's yeah. all you can really do one of the things you've really given the the people that follow you on your platform I think is that sort of right to grieve I remember someone saying to me when my parents died well they were going to die at some point because that <laughs> makes it uneasier <laughs> and, I was, and I was like I'm going to kill you but I, yeah. but I remember thinking yeah. okay true maybe mm. 30 years from now that would have been the case or, oh they were yeah. old they were a great age yeah. like, you know there's yeah, a lot yeah. of not those very helpful at least he died at suddenly least, yeah. at least in a pain. yeah yeah, and that yeah. just doesn't. We all know that feeling, yeah. but I think especially for women who have had a miscarriage, there's this kind of like one in four. So like it's it happens all the time. So yeah. therefore, you don't, don't have the right to it. grieve. Yeah, yeah. But yet grief is entirely part of the process. Uh, this might be a hard question, and I understand that might be difficult to answer. But what has the grief looked like for you, especially as a mom of two young kids? It's tough um, with the two young ones. You kind of, you're in the car and you're thinking, obviously, I think everybody in the car mm. gets lost in their own thoughts. But then Max will fart or something in the back seat and find it hysterical. <laughs> and of course, I'm snapped right out of yeah. my grief. Mm. So I think the constant stop start is incredibly difficult. And then I think you just get used to pulling like a face on and just getting on with your day mm. because you have to. You know, mm. I have to get up and get him out to school. And, you know, Robin now as well. She's just, they're so active. So the night times are difficult when they go to bed and hopefully they stay down asleep. The nights can get quite, quite tough. But yeah, it just might just wash over you all of a sudden. Mm. Or the other night, Matt sat behind me on the couch and just cuddled me and mm. I just completely broke down. And I'm not sure if it was because he was, you know, behind me and had my back as such that I just felt comfortable in that moment mm. doing that. And I hadn't even been thinking about it, you know, like I wasn't even on my mind. And just in that second, I just felt... It just come over me. Can I ask you about of Matt? Course. Because yeah. I just sometimes I feel like you're talking about mm. your miscarriage and it was sort of his too. It is his miscarriage. And nobody yeah. really talks to the guys no. about it. And I wonder do guys talk about it as much? Are they as open? How is he or how vocal is he about it? How are his friends with him? His friends are very good with him. Um and they do speak to him about it, which is amazing and I do love that he has that out that mm. he can talk to them maybe in certain ways that he couldn't talk to me about it but he definitely is quite vocal like what about me mm. you know he's kind of like mm. well I have this right too you know it's not just you and which we don't talk about well, we and don't it's you know and as I always say like yes the women has the physical burden mm. but he has it too and he has to sit there and watch me as well and look mm. at me go through it all which I can't even imagine you know so yeah it, it is tough on him you know and Oh, I don't know. Mm. What would you do? You think just discussing the stigma around miscarriage and this sort of imbalance there is, and I I sort of think as well, having talked to people before, it's slightly similar with IVF with men in particular that all the focus is on the women and they're getting their injections and it doesn't work out. The physical side is yeah, and it's it's really hardcore for the woman with that side of things, but also. The emotional side, if it doesn't again go according to plan, no one seems to talk about the guys and no. where they are. And how do we need to change that? Oh, God, I'm not sure if you can. I think it starts taking the male stigma away, you know, speaking about your feelings, being open about these situations. And we all know, I suppose, women, we do rely on men to a certain extent for that emotional support um, for those 
them to be the the positive reinforcing voice I guess behind it all but they need somebody too and they need an outlet too and I think there's just very very few men willing to openly speak about it mm. to make it normal I think mm, to normalise yeah. yeah you know and I think now it is getting better there are more male bloggers I guess mm. and they are being open about being the partner of somebody going through IVF or the partner of someone going through grief but I think it, it will take time Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out My solution is Plush Care Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group, a place for support, compassion and empathy for those grieving. In terms of body positivity, this is I'm going down a different yeah. road here, but um, you obviously are a big campaigner about body positivity. Yeah. And that's a real big movement that's happening right now. And it's yeah. a really amazing thing to see that's happening. Yeah. But body positivity, when you're going, I think can, can be there can be a clash of those two things when you're going through grief and oh, a really yeah, difficult massively. time. Yeah. So I know, particularly with my mother, I, I gained uh, a fair bit of weight. I just felt so physically just awful. I didn't yeah. represent my. I didn't feel like I looked like myself. Felt like myself, and it was very hard to kind of have confidence then on the back of that. So it's, it's a big thing. With miscarriage, it's even bigger because your body changes yeah. physically. You yeah. look different. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you've dealt with that side of things? It hasn't been easy. I think probably for the first week I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I just ran past them. It was tough. And I'm not sure if that was because I felt my body had just completely and utterly failed me. Mm. Or, you know, my bump was gone. I just, I looked different. My clothes didn't fit as they were fitting. Mm. I was wearing different clothes. I could wear my jeans again. You know, it was just certain things that were like, oh, this is just too much for me right now. Yeah. Um, But I think... Obviously, the more as time does go by, you just yeah, just have to suck it up, really. You know, and mm. it is awful. Um, but, you know, you start looking in the mirror again and I bought new clothes. I done all the things. I'm like, OK, well, maybe if I kind of refresh my wardrobe, mm. spring is coming, you know, put a bit of colour mm. in there. I might want to wear my clothes and feel better in myself for that. Yeah. But it's very tough when you feel your body has let you down. That's actually uh, interesting. You say that about the clothes mm. and the changing the wardrobe. I read so because I found I did that actually yeah. after Martin died that I was sort of I, maybe it was just sort of a I have a problem. But <laughs> <laughs> I found it was like online sort of going oh I'll buy that or I like that or whatever. Yeah. And I just completely like my best friend every time I go out or meet her she go is that new that's mm. new that's new. But I actually read up on it. Mm. Because I was actually going, okay, this is There's weird. something wrong something here. here. Yeah. And that's actually quite a normal part of yeah. grief, that it's a reinventing yourself yeah. because you're not the same person. You're, not, you're a different person. That's it. And yeah. that's where the clothes thing as well comes in because you're presenting a different But that's it completely. You know, and Matt even commented when the clothes arrived and he started seeing me wearing them around the house. He's like, 
your style is a bit different. He's like, you yeah. know, it's not the same. So even he's after picking up that. Yeah. I guess my style and what I'm picking now in terms of clothes and mm-hmm. that is after changing, which is bizarre when you think about it. Have you felt yeah. at all, um, just in terms of this sort of changing in your, like that anger has played a part in terms of how you've reacted? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of residual anger there. Um, and I think that's just, I was just so unprepared and I was so angry at myself for being in that position mm. and allowing myself be in that position. Um, sorry. Yeah, I was very uh, annoyed with myself. Yeah. But you shouldn't be mm. because that's, do you know what I mean? And nobody mm. should be because that's just mm. what. I suppose that's part nature. of the process too is, is we all talk about like with, with grief that there's shame and there's guilt and we talk yeah. about the things that we should have said and the things we didn't and the arguments we had and the Absolutely. blaming yourself yeah. and it's, it's part of it. It's just part of the process. But the forgiveness mm. is also part of the process. Mm, absolutely. And even though that's mm. not going to maybe come today or tomorrow, I think anyone who's who's listening who has experienced grief knows that there is there is that moment you have to forgive yourself for the things mm. that maybe... Oh, it does pass. Of course. It, it does, does pass. You know, and we're still quite early on our yeah. journey. Yeah. Such. We're only six weeks into it. Mm. So, you know, it's still quite early. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. But mm. the thing you're talking about is actually probably something that most women who have suffered mm. a miscarriage feel that yeah. at some point they blame themselves. Mm. So you're... Oh, yeah. yeah but it should have had... The old wife's tale, you shouldn't raise your arms above yeah, your yeah. head or, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, did I raise my mm. arms above my head? Mm. Did I drink too much coffee? You know, mm. was it... Was I lifting the kids too much? Because, mm. you know, they're both still quite young and on my hips constantly. Yeah, yeah it is. Mm. It's just a natural progression, really, it. isn't it? Yeah. Do you think you'll tell the kids? Um, I know you've—they probably know to a certain extent, maybe about what's gone on. I don't. Have you told them? No, and it's okay. great. Um, they're too young, I think. Mm, Max, yeah. I think maybe once was kind of like, "Where's your belly?" Mm. Yeah, he's saying, "Where's your belly gone?" And uh, but sure, he forgets. He's only two. Yeah, which is great because having that conversation, I think, would be very tough oh, yeah. for yeah, yeah, an yeah. older child and for them to process as well as two. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. my nephew, he's was he eight. My sister mm. said he was really upset when she had to tell him, you know, mm. so that it is tough when the child is older, I guess. Yeah. But we will tell them when they're older, yeah. when they're ready. And if they ask and, you know, there's again, there is no shame in it. Mm. It's part of our story now and our history. And, mm. you know, it's just going to be part of our family now. Mm. If there's any way you could say that the system could change in terms of whether that be resources, counselling, or the way it's handled medically is there from your experience is there something that you'd love to see happen openness mm. um, just be upfront with what's going to happen it is a medical thing you know if you were going in for an operation there would be a list you would have to sign whatever and this is what's going to happen this will be your you know this is just this is what's going to be laid out in front mm. of you mm. there is none of that you are sent home, deal with it however which way you please. Mm. And there's nothing. Call us if you need us. And I just don't think that's... Yeah, for such a huge percentage of women, yeah. you know, and men, four, as we've talked know, about, that go through this. Of pregnancies. It's, like, it's huge, that's like, for ridiculous. it to be just... So you would think that there would be this protocol in place for that many yeah. people. It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. And is um, there any counselling, <clears throat> like, service that comes... Pres- no? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. That's yeah, and hard I just I think it's awful. 
yeah. you know as I said to Matt leaving the hospital that day I said if we didn't have the two kids to go home to to kind of yeah yeah distract you and yeah. kind of you know you are counting your blessings going home yeah. as well um, I honestly I don't know how women going home to an empty house would feel you yeah. know mm. it's awful to not have that support system in place mm. especially if you haven't been open with your news yeah and sadly you know, I think there's loads of people mm. that are going home to that empty house many. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thanks.